Sorry. This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. They're continuing to die suddenly all over the world. Yes, indeed, continuing to die suddenly, particularly those 30 years of age and under, and particularly athletes. What is it that's going on? And why is it that there are no autopsies to verify the cause of death? And why is it that now a report is coming that animals that have been vaccinated around the world are dying suddenly? It's not just the people, it's animals also. That may come as a surprise. In a September 2021 report, NBC of Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas, noted that area zoos plan to vaccinate animals against COVID-19. The report said that both Dallas and Fort Worth zoos would use the COVID vaccine made for animals and donated by Zotus, an animal health company. Neither zoo had any animals that tested positive for COVID-19, however. In a July 17th Substack report, this month, chronicling the sudden deaths of several animals at zoos, elephants in captivity were said to live up to 40 years and were not at risk. So why were they? Why were they jabbed? The died suddenly toll, according to one report, included two elephants, two giraffes, a chimpanzee, a black rhino, a cola bear, or cub, a sloth, a squirrel monkey, five meerkats, a fox, a deer, a python, a lemur, a golden eagle, a sea lion, and a cheetah, and four lion clubs. Complete diversity of killing. Also in May of this year, Nikili, an eastern black rhinoceros who for decades lived at Chicago's Brookfield Zoo, was euthanized due to worsening degenerative kidney disease, apparently also as a result of the vaccine well the jab that is because they're not really vaccines so why all of this death and is it fact is it really related to the jabs well today on viewpoint we're going to take a look way beyond animal talk way beyond died suddenlies we're going to take a look at what is really now coming out And friends, it's going to be a test of your trust. In fact, what we're facing here is the trial of trust at every level. Of trust in our government, of trust in our medical uh, system, of trust in our doctors, of trust in the economy, of trust in the media, of trust. Just this very day, I received a call from a listener who indicated that the pastor in her particular church actually declared that if you don't get the jab and you die and you go before God and you ask him, well, why did I have to die? And he said, well, you refuse to take the jab. That pastor arrogated himself to the level of godhood knowing absolutely nothing about the nature of COVID or the jab, but presuming that his trust was properly placed 
in the words of a putative president, Joe Biden, who said, if you get the jab, you will not get sick. And yet he himself had numerous jabs and also had at least three bouts of COVID. We have been seriously tested, my friends, and the test is continuing. Today on Viewpoint, we're going to reveal just what has been taking place now, most recently what is revealed in terms of the real truth concerning the jabs, the reporting of deaths for COVID, which were not uh, deaths from COVID at all. Most of them, many of them, at least a third of them were not deaths from COVID at all. And that was declared by the New York Times, no less than the New York Times in the last couple of weeks. So I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms, as always, And by the way, we're going to conclude the program today. It's going to be somewhat humorous. It's painfully humorous. But we're going to see just how distorted, just how perverse this whole system has been because AI now has been trained to answer questions concerning COVID, concerning the vaccines, or the jabs, not according to the truth, to political correctness and deceptive information so that it will be almost impossible for you to get the truth from some sort of AI coordinator of medical health in America. I hope you're ready for that. It'll come in the last segment of the program today. And again, this is Viewpoint. Viewpoint does determine destiny, friends. And look, you and I need to have trust. We need to have trust, but our trust cannot be based in humankind. It is better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in men. It's better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in princes and potentates and powers and presidents and uh, prime ministers, and uh, yes, the promoters of vaccines. You and I are coming to the place now where, friends, our trust, your trust, is going to be tested to the max. Many succumbed to the information that was disseminated concerning the so-called vaccines, which were not vaccines, How do we know that? Because the CDC admitted it, finally. They were put to the test because the so-called jabs did not meet either one of the two requirements for a vaccine. What were those two requirements? Number one, that it prevent people from getting the disease. Number two, that it prevented people from uh, passing the disease along. And... The so-called jabs did neither of those things and were well-known by Pfizer and J&J and all of those who promoted these so-called vaccines. They knew that they did not do those things. And it's still called an experimental jab to this day. So, 
trust. Why is trust so important? Because trust depends upon truth. Can you understand then why God says, I desire truth in the inner man? Because if truth, if your life and my life are not guided extremely and precisely by truth, then we are not believable. We're not trustworthy. Now, if you as a parent, a mom or a dad, are not trustworthy in your own home... Your kids cannot take you at your word. Then what use are you? You're supposed to be representing God, who is supposed to be absolutely trustworthy, and you're not trustworthy. Are you beginning to see the problem? This abandonment of trust is revealing our abandonment of truth everywhere. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Have you ever gone into a doctor's office and uh, uh, the doctor uh, diagnoses you with a particular condition or thinks he diagnoses you with a particular condition and recommends and uh, dispenses to you, uh, write a prescription for a particular medication or several medications, and what is your response? Well, generally speaking, your response is, to take the doctor at his word, right? Now, why do we feel like we can take the doctor at his word? Because supposedly he has gone through the requisite training and testing uh, and experience in order to make him an expert to know what is true and what is not true, what is good, what is not good, what is healthy, what is not healthy, and so on. But what if that doctor decides to rely upon one aspect that might be helpful, but ignores the whole list of other problems that that particular medication can cause? Let me give you an illustration. Last week, I went to a doctor, and I was explaining a particular situation and uh, not particularly serious, but a particular situation, and the doctor made a prescription, said, oh, that's simple. I can take care of that very easily, and gave me a prescription. And indeed, when I received the paperwork that went with the prescription, I was dumbfounded. First of all, there were dozens of ramifications unfortunate consequences and risks that would come from taking that particular medication, and one of those happened to be causing, accelerating the very problem that I went in for. And I thought to myself, you know what? There's no way, as a Christian, protecting this temple that God has given me, I can't take that medication. 
How can I possibly have trust and confidence in that? I would rather go on with a condition and just wait and uh, trust the Lord to do whatever is necessary than to take that medication because the risks and consequences, potential consequences, were vast. And you know what? The same situation was with these so-called vaccines. But one of the great problems with those was that people put their full confidence and trust in them, not realizing that they had terrifying adverse consequences. What they were really concerned about, well, maybe it will work and maybe it won't work, but the the uh, flu or the COVID-19 is so bad that uh, I'm going to take my risks and uh, maybe it'll work and maybe it won't work. No, friends, it was far worse than that. It wasn't a condition of whether it would work or not work. There were huge dangers associated with it that even the founder, the one who created the mRNA uh, pattern that was being used in the vaccines, came out, put his entire reputation at risk, and warned the entire world to shut down those those jabs because not of the immediate danger, but the ongoing danger the very things that we're seeing happen all over the world, not only to human beings, but to animals now. So, that having been said, and we'll come back to the issue of trust again, because it is so fundamental to human life. It's fundamental to spiritual life. I have in front of me now a report that another young athlete, a New Mexico State University soccer player died just days after her 20th birthday, just dropped dead. Just dropped dead. No cause of death has been reported. You know why? Because they don't want people to know what the cause of death was. And they will not do autopsies. Why won't they do that? Because they don't want to reveal the truth. The purpose of an autopsy is to reveal the truth about the cause of death. But they don't want people to know the cause of death. Why? Because there's too much else at risk like money and power, political power, and the risks that would take place with those companies and the political power if it came out completely, the nefarious Uh, efforts that they went to to hide the truth from the American people and from the whole world. So, this report just came out from the Jerusalem Post. An eternal life pill may be closer than ever thanks to new research. Eternal life pill. Now, do you think you're going to get eternal life? No, you're not going to get eternal life from a pill. You may wish you could, you may hope you could, you may have every desire to accomplish such a thing, but you're not going to get it because the Bible tells us very clearly that Jesus Christ is the only way, the only truth, and the only life, that no man will come to the Father but by him, and that's appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment. So there's no pill that's going to provide you with eternal life. Maybe it will give you an extension of your life, like the Fountain of Youth, Ponte de Leon, remember there, uh, from your uh, American and world history classes. But the reality is, 
it ain't going to happen. But this is the idea that people have. And so they'll ultimately put their trust in the possibility that that's going to happen. Now, how do we know that people do that? Because many people, very wealthy people, have gone into cryotherapy, and they will have their bodies frozen on the belief that ultimately humankind will develop godlike salvation for humankind so that there will be no death and they will not have to suffer eternal consequences. They'll just be resurrected from their frozen state and live forever. Now that's some kind of trust, isn't it? But most of us would not succumb to that level. First of all, we don't have the financial ability to do so. And secondly, it's so foolish, utterly and totally foolish, particularly if you're a Christian, because it's appointed unto man once to die and after that the judgment. So at every point, our trust is being tried. Our trust is not just being tried with regard to the medical profession, but with regard to the legal profession. The Department of Justice has become the Department of Injustice. There's no indication of any hint of justice coming out of the DOJ. It's just the opposite. It's being used to perpetrate injustice and to persecute for political purposes has nothing to do with protecting the people from unrighteous behavior, has everything to do with protecting power from any opposition. If you cannot trust law enforcement, what can you trust? If you cannot trust the Department of Justice that has become the Department of Injustice, then what can you trust? Are we all then to become vigilantes? and carry on our own sense of justice, Wild West style? You see, that's what's happening in our country. It's the collapse of trust. And when trust collapses, chaos will take its place. Because nature abhors a vacuum. That vacuum of trust will be filled. It will be filled by self-help. It will be felt by vigilante justice or even radical rebellion in the society. I wonder sometimes if that isn't exactly what some of these power brokers are trying to accomplish so that they can have a justification to bring in the powers necessary to accomplish their one world government uh, dominion. But without going into that further, let's go back to the COVID issue and these so-called vaccines. I have in front of me an article talking about COVID vaccines and the case against technocracy. Technocracy is the idea that experts working for the government know better than you do how to run your life and are therefore entitled to tell you what to do. Nice theory, but the COVID vaccine fiasco shows you just how stupid the theory is when actually put into practice. On the vaccine safety issue, says this uh, writer under the name Liberato, people are working on this issue now, and all 
Our combined efforts show you just how bad it was what our government did to us. The experts and apologists keep saying there's no proof the vaccines caused anyone to die, but a review of 325 autopsies by medical professionals found that COVID vaccines were the cause of death in three quarters of the cases, primarily from vaccine-induced heart trouble. Friends, that's what's causing these athletes to collapse all over the world. Sudden death. EU technocrats, that is, European Union, were aware of tens of thousands of adverse events and thousands of deaths after vaccination. At the same time, they were proclaiming there were no safety signals and the benefits of the vaccines outweighed the risks. Problem is, they had no proof of that. All that was mere trade puffing. That's what lawyers call it, trade puffing. Our CDC, our own Center for Disease Control, admitted this month that it decided not to include diagnostic codes showing COVID vaccines as the cause of death on a number of death certificates, leading to accusations that the CDC is hiding vaccine injuries in federal records with the intent to deceive the public about the risks. The FDA Federal Drug Administration ignored the mounting evidence of vaccine-induced deaths and refused to put warnings on COVID vaccine labels, despite pleas from watchdogs, including revered medical doctors. Bottom line, people didn't get the right information because the government withheld it from them. Our government's line, as in the EU, has consistently been the benefits of the COVID vaccines outweighed the risks. But there were no provable benefits. It was all theory. But that didn't explain why they spent a billion dollars to have the media lie to us about the vaccines and suppressed information about the dangers of vaccination and the multi-million dollar, uh, multi-million plus adverse reaction reports piling up in government databases. They deliberately gave people the wrong information. But the question is, why did they do it? They did it to deceive, but why did they want to deceive? Because, friends, there were huge amounts of money to be made, and there was massive power to be gained. In fact, you may recall that there were those who said that the COVID situation, in fact, Klaus Schwab, founder and head of the World Economic Forum, said, Look, this is the moment to be seized. We cannot allow this situation to go without grabbing uh, every opportunity from it. This is our opportunity to catapult the world into the new world order. Seize the moment through the COVID issue. What was to be seized? The fear that could be induced in the people. And fear, the Bible says, has torment. Have you noticed that? If you're running by fear, you're tormented. If you're walking by faith, you're at peace. So, when trust is compromised, people are reduced to fear. And fear has torment. And when people are tormented, and enough people are tormented, they rise up in response. 
And that's exactly what governmental officials want to have happen. That is the globalists. That's what their goal is. They want to do whatever is necessary to compel enough people to rise up so that they can bring in their forces to compel order, whether you want to call it martial order, whatever you want to call it, to bring not only the citizens of the United States of America, but of the entire Western world under a new global government. That's the goal. So these technocrats, for whatever reason, arrogated to themselves the right to make people's decisions for them. And thousands of people took the vaccine and went to their graves trusting their government. They gave up their individual sovereignty to an untrustworthy government and medical officials. The trial of trust, my friends, will be back. There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. SaveUS.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at SaveUS.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, SaveUS.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, SaveUS.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archive. Save America Ministries website at SaveUS.org. The scripture says that God is not a man that he would lie. God is not a man that he would lie. In other words, God will tell you the truth. His son, son of the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man will come to the father but by me. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you have not uh, been willing up to this time to submit to his authority in your life and to receive the free gift of salvation that he offers, if you will just confess your sin and come clean before God, he will be faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness so that you can walk in peace and in trust, trusting him, trusting him for eternal salvation, trusting him in this life to guide you, to make straight paths for your feet, to give you hope, a promise, and a purpose. Trust is everything, friend, but it relies upon truth. And to the extent that you or anybody in your sphere of influence is not a truth teller consistently, you've got a problem. Your relationships are at risk. And if in your home, you're training your children to respond to a telephone call, asking for mom or asking for dad, and you say, uh, just tell them I'm not here. You're a liar. You're not a truth teller, and you're training your children to be liars. You really are. 
you're saying, well, truth only matters when I want it to. Mm. Or when you call in sick, when you're not sick. You're not a truth teller. You're betraying the trust that your company, your employer, has put in you to tell the truth. Do you see how practical this is? No wonder God said, I desire truth in the inward part, in your inward being. This is a big deal. A really, really, really big deal. And I I trust that somewhere along the line, the Holy Spirit will speak to my heart. Maybe he'll see something where I haven't been totally trustworthy. And he'll whisper in my ear, son, did you hear what you just said? Hmm. And it's true, you and I are not perfect. There's no question about it. But Jesus said, be therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. He calls us to perfection. He calls us to righteousness. Righteousness depends upon truth. Righteousness uh, and justice are the habitation of his throne. Christ cannot rule and reign in a life that doesn't speak the truth that doesn't live the truth, because he is the truth. You recall when Jesus stood before Pontius Pilate, and uh, Pilate was testing him as to, uh, you know, all the screaming cries coming from the Sanhedrin, the 71 elders of Israel, they were calling for his crucifixion, and Jesus said, uh, or Pilate asked him if he was a king. And Jesus responded basically saying, my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is not of this world, so you don't have to worry about me, Pontius Pilate. You don't have to worry about me rising up against Rome. He said, I came to bear witness to the truth. And Pontius Pilate responded sarcastically and sneeringly with the words, what is truth? What is truth? And we're saying the same thing today. We're pretending. We're playing games. Our news media doesn't give a rip about truth. They're supposed to be the engine of truth to help uncover the scenario, the, the uh, nefarious designs of government and other agencies that are not dealing with the people honestly and uh, sincerely. But they're playing the game, too. They're liars from the inside out. Intentional, egregious deceivers. And all of this has come out with regard to the issue of COVID and the so-called vaccines. By the way... If we want to believe and contend, if you want to believe and contend that Jesus is Lord, you better be a truth teller. Not just telling the truth about the Bible, telling the truth in your own life. A lot of talk has come out regarding uh, Hunter Biden and the IRS. 
Have you reported your income accurately to the IRS? Have you reported your deductions accurately to the IRS? If not, you're a deceiver just like everyone else. Because God desires truth in the inward parts. All of this, friends, comes down to our life, how we live. And if virtue and righteousness do not characterize the life of professing Christians, then no wonder the unbelievers act as they do. You see the point? So the only hope is for professing Christians to be truth-tellers and believers, to actually trust God enough to tell the truth and to live the truth. And, Jesus said, if you will continue in my word, that is, to believe it and take it at face value and follow it and obey it, if you'll continue in my word, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. It doesn't say the truth will set you free. It says the truth will make you free. In other words, it's an ongoing situation. We've got to get this right. Now, if you don't have a copy of my book, Renewing the Soul of America, I urge you to get it. Not because it talks about COVID. It doesn't talk about COVID or the vaccine. But it does talk about our life and what it takes to see the restoration of our country. It goes to our individual lives. It's an $18 book. Yours for $15. It's on our website saveus.org, that's saveus.org, you can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries, P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. It'll speak to your heart. It'll also encourage your heart. Do you know that that book, when it first came out, was served on over 600 of our national leaders in our national government. Every member of Congress got a copy. The President of the United States got a copy, and his entire cabinet got a copy. It was served on every member of Congress. Why? Because the book had the answers for what troubled America. That's why 38 national Christian leaders endorsed it. It was so different. The book was so different than anything else that had come out or has ever come out since then concerning our country. It's about the real answers. Change you can really believe in. And it begins with you and with me. I hope you understand that because that's the premise of the entire Bible and the gospel message just is. All right. The CDC, Centers for Disease Control, are caught altering COVID shot death certificates. That's the latest. All sorts of undue influences during COVID on the statistics that were kept. One was the compensation system for physicians whose patients died of COVID or not. In other words, the patients were rewarded 
for falsely declaring that their patients died of COVID or that they, uh, that is, yeah, of COVID or that uh, uh, to put them on ventilators because they got paid a very large additional stipend for doing that in the hospitals. The result was that some oddities in the death industry developed, such as a motorcyclist who died in a vehicle crash, supposedly because of COVID. But now the sometimes life or death problems that have developed from the COVID shots are getting attention. A new report from the Brownstone Institute explains the Centers for Disease Control had been caught concealing references to a COVID vaccine in on Minnesota death certificates. The report said in almost, this is a quote, in almost every death certificate that identifies a COVID vaccine as a cause of death, the CDC committed data fraud by not assigning the ICD-10 code for vaccine side effects to the causes of death listed on the death certificate. The report cited the widespread suppression of information about the damage from COVID shots. The report said the actions of the CDC call into question whether the CDC is altogether qualified or trustworthy enough to be steward of the nation's epidemiological uh, study. The CDC manages many of the data sets that underpin whole fields of study, and if the CDC is willing to fraudulently alter data, or even if the CD is just too incompetent to avoid corrupting data, all data under the aegis of the CDC is potentially suspect, especially if it relates to a controversial political or social issue. The implications of this are disturbing, to say the least. Indeed, they are. And then, that brings us to the New York Times. A hyper-liberal engine of untruth that finally has come out to tell the truth. And this information had to come from the Russian Times, friends, reporting on the New York Times. Wait till you hear this. We'll be right back. This is Viewpoint. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Do you believe that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit? If you believe that, then why did you take the jab? There was no proof that it was valid. It was just experimental. There was no proof that it would keep you from getting COVID. 
There was no proof that it would keep you from transmitting COVID or anybody else transmitting it to you, as the CDC finally admitted. So why did you take the jab? If you boil it all down, you took the jab because you were afraid. Afraid of something. You can say, well, I was afraid of the uh, of getting the virus. Okay. Why were you more afraid of getting the virus than you were of getting the flu? Because that's what it was. It was a strong flu. COVID-19. It's because people induced the fear into your life. They promoted the fear. The media, the president of the United States, the medical profession, they all promoted the fear. And you bought it. You succumbed. Right? Pastors succumbed all over the country. You know, the Bible says that... uh, Ignorance. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Well, that's talking particularly about spiritual knowledge, but let's just apply it here. The people are destroyed for lack of knowledge and understanding and information. What did you do to try to get the necessary information to make sure, absolutely sure, that before you injected or allowed that uh, jab to go into your temple and that of your children that it was safe? Other than what the president said, the president says whatever he wants to say. He's as untrustworthy as uh, anyone, maybe more untrustworthy. You can't trust a single thing he says. Nothing. The moment he opens his mouth, it's almost a sure thing he's deceiving in some way. So, why did you take the vaccine? It wasn't even a vaccine. Why did you take it? Fear. Fear has torment. And when you walk by fear, you're not, by definition, walking by faith. And when you're not walking by faith, you're not trusting God. Now, I didn't say it was a sin to take a vaccine. But you didn't even make the necessary investigations. You operated by the tyrannical force of fear and terror in your life. And maybe the fear was the threat from an employer. Well, you're not going to be able to work here if you don't do it. Okay. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. You're not going to tell me what to do with the temple of the Holy Spirit. So therefore, I cannot, I I just cannot take this jab. But you didn't do that, did you? You succumb because of fear, and fear has torment, and you were tormented, and you didn't trust God. Now, I'm not trying to rip into you, because you and I all hold this treasure in earthen vessels, and we're not, we're true, we're not perfect. We don't, we don't all trust God at, at every single moment. That's true. But we have to be honest with ourselves, friends, and unfortunately, we're not. And what's coming down the pike called the mark of the beast, friends, 
is going to come in like the roar of a lion. And if you succumbed to the vaccine, you will succumb to it. Because every marketing tool that will be used and every deceptive tool that can be employed is going to be employed to put that in or on your body. And you will pledge your allegiance to a counterfeit Christ and his system. And when you do, Revelation 13 and 14 tells us that you will be committing the ultimate sin from which there will be no repentance because you have pledged your allegiance to Satan himself and his representatives. Do you see why it might be important for us to talk about this today? At least if you're still living, you have the opportunity to change your trust quotient. How do we do that? Well, we do that by taking God at his word. By spending quality time in his word every day, not just in the Psalms and not some gospel that makes you feel good at the moment. But by taking God at his word. Every word of God is pure, the scripture says. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. Add thou not unto his word, lest he reprove you, and you be found a liar. And don't take any words away from it either. We're at a moment of testing, friends. The trial of trust. This is a very big deal. And we're just using this matter of the COVID thing as the, ma- the, the uh, shall we say, the entry point to show us how desperate and poignant this problem really is. So, nearly a third of U.S. deaths ascribed to COVID were actually caused by something else. Now, admits the New York Times this week. Citing data from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. This is amazing, friends. The official number of COVID deaths, an exaggeration because it includes people who had the virus when they died, even though it was not the underlying cause of death. So the the New York Times article reads that both the CDC data and study in the journal Clinical Infectious Diseases support the claim that almost one-third of official recent COVID deaths have fallen into this category. In other words, were not caused by COVID. At least a third. At least a third. And you know what that does? That brings the total number of deaths somewhere down in the range of the normal flu for a season. Did you know that? The admission contradicts years of insistence from the Times. Other prominent U.S. news outlets, fact checkers, and chief medical advisor Anthony Fauci himself, that any questioning of the official death toll was mere conspiracy theory spawned by baseless rumors and disinfo spewing right-wing pundits. The Washington Post columnist, another one, and vociferous lockdown advocate, Liana Wen, admitted in January of this year that the medical community was overcounting COVID deaths and hospitalizations, citing two infectious diseases experts who told her the figures for hospitalization COVID-19 patients were overstated by as much as 90%. 
So somewhere between a third and 90% overstating. I'll tell you, I'm, I'm having a hard time holding the tears back to see how my people, my friends, my relatives, my brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm calling you relatives, have been deceived, seduced, totally seduced, and not against your will. Nobody is ever seduced against their will, friends. Nobody. We all have a will to be deceived, for whatever reason it might be. Now, this is a fascinating story. Comes from the World Tribune. The headline reads, Nailed. Dr. Harvey Risch publishes transcript of his exchange with the AI about hydroxychloroquine. This is amazing. Yale epidemiologist Dr. Harvey Risch wrote with deep concern in the American Journal of Epidemiology, emphasizing the importance of early treatment for COVID, which included the use of hydroxychloroquine. That was back in May of 2020. He said that was the crux of the whole pandemic, that this pandemic was not used to protect the health of the population. It was used to sell vaccines and a tremendous, tremendous profit to the pharma industry with the collusion of the FDA and the CDC. But on June 16th of this year, Rish posted the following conversation he had on the Reb.io built as the world's first AI rabbi. Artificial intelligence, friends. So he had this conversation. I'm going to give you the distilled version of this because we don't have time to do the whole thing. It's unbelievable. Are you ready? So, the user asked the AI rabbi, which subsequent studies of non-hospitalized patients showed that hydroxychloroquine did not prevent deaths? The Reb.io said several subsequent studies have investigated the use of hydroxychloroquine as a treatment for COVID-19, including studies of non-hospitalized patients. The study found that hydroxychloroquine did not significantly reduce the incidence of COVID-19 or prevent hospitalizations or death among non-hospitalized patients who had been exposed to the virus. Another study, it said, published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, also found that hydroxychloroquine hydroxychloroquine did not significantly reduce the incidence of COVID-19 among non-hospitalized patients who had been exposed to the virus. So the user now goes back to the AI Reb and says, how many people died in the Minnesota study that you just referenced? The Reb IO response, I apologize for the error in my previous response. The University of Minnesota study on hydroxychloroquine and COVID-19 that I referenced in my previous response was actually a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled trial of post-exposure prophylaxis, not a study of non-hospitalized patients. To answer your question, there were no deaths reported in the University of Minnesota study on hydroxychloroquine. The study focused on the drug's ability to prevent infection rather than its effectiveness as a treatment for COVID-19. By the way, that's what it was for. 
So the user now goes to the AI Reb again and says, well, why did you cite this study to say that subsequent studies have not found hydroxychloroquine to reduce risk of death in non-hospitalized COVID patients? So the AI Reb responds, I apologize for the confusion in my previous responses. I made an error in my initial response, but not fully addressing your question, and then compounded that error in my subsequent response. To answer your original question, I'm not aware of any studies that specifically investigated the use of hydroxychloroquine as a treatment for non-hospitalized COVID-19 patients and its effect on reducing the risk of death. So the user comes back and asks the uh, AI Reb, what about the hydroxychloroquine studies uh, there in Saudi Arabia and Iran? So the AI Reb responds, there have been several studies conducted on the use of hydroxychloroquine as a treatment of COVID-19, including studies conducted in Saudi Arabia and Iran. However, it's important to note that the results of these studies have been mixed and that the scientific consensus on the effectiveness of hydroxychloroquine as a treatment for COVID-19 is still evolving. Then he says, one study conducted shows that when used in combination with azithromycin, was associated with a significant reduction in mortality among hospitalized COVID-19 patients. Another study in Iran did not significantly reduce the duration of hospitalization or the risk of death among hospitalized COVID-19 patients. So the user responds to that AI Reb. Again, he says, well, how many hospitalized patients were in the studies of Suleiman and Mokhtari that you quoted? The Reb I... AI says, I apologize for the oversight in my previous response. And then he begins to tell the truth about the number of patients in the studies that were in the thousands instead of just the hundreds. This goes on page after page after page. I apologize for the confusion in my previous responses. I apologize for confusion or errors that I may have caused in our discussion. In other words, he says, As an AI language model, I strive to provide accurate and helpful information, but I can't go beyond what I've been told to say. Are you beginning to get the point? The point is, even AI is being promoted with lies you cannot trust. Thanks for joining us. I hope you trust the Lord. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home. 